0: You are listening to So You Want to Read Tolkien, a podcast that goes through each of J.R.R. Tolkien's main works, chapter by chapter, and discusses them in a most ridiculous manner.
1: Gentlemen, today is my 100th birthday! Don't follow the lights. If you want
0: him, come and claim him. we well, One does not simply walk into Mordor.
2: I would cut off your head, dwarf,
1: if it stood but a little higher from the ground.
0: We've had one, yes. What about
1: second breakfast? Yadonath. Till at last I threw down my enemy and smote his ruin upon the mountainside. What's happening
2: out there? Shall I describe it to you? Or would you like me to find you a box?
0: Now, don't be hasty, Master Mediador. To this new devil ring. Hello and welcome to episode 71 of So You Want to Read Tolkien, where we are discussing book four, chapter two, The Passage of the Marshes. I'm... Caitlin, you son of a bitch, Rachel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you almost read that,
0: didn't
1: you? You yes, almost I read did. it. I'm not I wrote Caitlin. the notes and I'm Rachel. I'm not Caitlin. <laughs> i'm gonna murder
0: all of technology bring my house down with it and
1: possibly now also rachel (laughs) uh i am rachel and um while i was weeding my bookshelves i actually came across the original uh languages of tolkien's middle earth that i bought when i was in like fourth grade oh that's awesome it's so old and i bought it at borders and it's wonderful
2: borders a moment of silence
1: if we need to come up with any language questions, I have my handy-dandy reference guide. Amazing. I'm Emmy, and
2: uh, this weekend I launched a BookTube channel, which was exciting. The end. Do you ah. want to tell people where they can find it? so that they No, can don't find me. Out? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, it's called Spoiled Librarians. You can find it at YouTube.com slash Librarians, and we basically spoil books. That's it. That's the whole premise. I mean, decided cool. that it
1: wasn't enough that she hated listening to herself on this podcast; she had to also watch herself. I had
2: to watch myself. I have discovered when it's not a disembodied voice, like when I can watch my facial expressions look stupid too, then I have something else to fixate on besides how stupid I sound. I can also think about how stupid I look, and that makes it better.
0: This is why I could never do video. I don't know. I think it turned out okay. I haven't watched it yet, so I have no opinion. <laughs> it's not a great That's friend. Okay.
2: That's okay. Rachel watched like five minutes of it and then she was like, I got bored. So, you know, <laughs>
1: yep. my attention it span is about as good as a squirrel. So the characters
2: that take the passage through the marsh, um, we have Frodo, who's Caitlin's favorite, Smeagol's master. And there's absolutely no way that that doesn't sound creepy. Uh, we have our favorite Samwise Gamgee, who really, really doesn't trust Smeagol. And, you know, that's that's a good decision. And then we have Smeagol slash Gollum, who is the world's worst tour guide. Zero out of 10 would not hire him for any tour ever. I don't
0: know if I would call him the worst. He does warn them not to, you know, follow the lights and go down into the marsh. If he was the worst, he would have just said, yeah, go go see what those bodies are. Have a good time.
1: You think? By being like, don't do it. Wor- worst, worst guide that managed on a scale of like, like with the, with the, base level of gets you where you need to be going. Yeah. No, he gets really more of like an it. escort. He's like, okay, yes, a tour guide that just straight murders you is worse, but, or gets but you he's lost. got plausible
2: deniability. He told you not to. I mean, I would say gets them a little lost. It's fine. It's
0: I mean they were <laughs> lost to begin with. That's so. so true.
2: They didn't really notice anyways, the short summary.
0: Our new trio make their way through the creepiest marshes ever.
1: That's it. That's the chapter. Yep. Yep. Uh so yeah, that is in fact pretty much it, but we'll go into some more detail. Uh, I am going to preface the sort of long discussion of this chapter by saying that I am going to refer to Gollum mostly as Gollum, because that's how he's named in the narration. Um, however, Frodo actually usually calls him Smeagol, and Smeagol calls himself that, mostly. But I'm going to stick with Gollum, because as I was making notes on what happened, everything said Gollum did this and Gollum did that. Hmm. I I find it interesting that you put this note in because I just switch back and forth based on nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As I started writing them, I was using Gollum and I was like, I just want to kind of like look at and and think about what I'm doing for a second here. I gotcha. Because it is interesting that even though he's characteristically mostly still like Smeagol in this Mm -hmm. part, he's pretty much described as Gollum. That is fascinating. Yeah.
2: We could get into some deep philosophical identity questions here. What's in a name, guys? What's in a name?
1: Alrighty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess Gollum is sort of the name he chose for himself, but not really in a deep, Not in a positive
2: way. way. No, and Smeagol is the one who made some pretty terrible decisions that led him to where he is now. So...
1: Yep. Um, so anyway... Yes. Gollum leads Frodo and Sam confidently to where they are able to climb down into the gully. It's only 15 feet deep now and no odd measurements are involved. So we all know how deep it is. At the bottom, I actually have very few concept of feet. As I said that, I was like, <laughs> except Caitlin, I guess. But <laughs> yep. we don't care about you anyway. <laughs> it's three of me. Yes. That's what? All I got. Okay. What? Nope. Like, because if I'm about five feet. Okay. It's three of me. Okay. I'm with you now. I was starting to like completely have that backwards and think you were three feet tall. Me
2: too. (laughs) It was like a yard? Then
0: then I would be five of me.
1: Yeah,
2: but you know, words are hard.
1: That's fair. So yeah, at the bottom of the gully is a stream, which Gollum delights in and uh, sings a song. Mm -hmm. I can make everyone do a a bit if they want. (laughs) Mm, Want is a
2: strong word.
0: You'd have to tell me what page it's on in my book, because you have here page 227, (laughs) which doesn't even exist in my book. Page
1: 1028. No, we're still in the eight hundred. Well, I tried.
0: Yeah. You're pretty close, considering.
1: Uh... I don't even think I can do this. The cold hard lands, they bite our hands, they gnaws our feet. <laughs> the rocks <rats laughs> and stones are like cold bones, a bare of feet. That was so good. men pool is wet and cool, so nice for feet. And now we wish. And then he cuts off and he's uh, like, ha what do we wish? Um, he's like, Bilbo guessed it. And he gives a version of the riddle that he told bilbo long ago but it's actually a little bit longer which i thought was kind of interesting because it's alive without breath as cold as death never thirsty ever drinking clad in mail never clinking and that's where he stops in the with bilbo right Mm -hmm. but then he keeps going drowns on dry land thinks an island is a mountain which I guess, sure. Thinks a fountain is a puff of air. I guess so sleek, so fair. What a joy to meet! And then <laughs> we only wish to catch a fish so juicy, sweet.
0: <laughs> I can see why he stopped early with Bilbo because the whole thing really gives it away. Yep, yeah, right at not, the end there. Not
1: very subtle. So it's like the first half is just for riddle games, and the rest of it is just for Song. waxing poetic it's for about Gollum- fish. It's for Gollum himself and
0: the joy that he takes
1: in fish. Yep. He really likes fish. I mean, fish are delicious. Mm -hmm. Nice and fresh caught. I mean, Mm -hmm. I do tend to prefer them cooked, but not heavily. So anyway, this does actually make Sam think of something that's been worrying him, which is how to feed Gollum. Uh, Since he's so bony, Sam thinks that he's very hungry. And so if he can't get fish, he might well wonder what Hobbit tastes like.
0: I enjoy that Sam thinks of Gollum as like a pet. Pretty much. <laughs> and not a not a pet that he enjoys having around.
2: I think it's weird because they know that Gollum was one of the river folk. Right? So they know that he used to be sort Do of they? like them. I thought that he Gandalf and Frodo were talking about it. Sam might I, not. Sam right, might not fair. and also I, I don't remember I don't remember if
1: that's a movieism. Okay. I Will think not. Gandalf might have talked about it, but
2: I'm pretty sure he did back in but you're right, it could be a movieism.
1: No, that I, I believe you though.
0: If if you're if you remember, I mean, I remember a lot of that things that ago. aren't true. So, <laughs> I'm I'm just a little bit ashamed, ashamed with myself for forgetting so
1: quickly because it wasn't it wasn't that long ago. But <laughs> it was you not an eternity ago, as uh as Frodo himself thinks. Yes, mm-hmm. but yeah. So as morning approaches, Gollum makes them stop because the sun's coming up. Frodo says he would be glad for the sun, but Gollum says not to be, because under the sun, they'll be visible to orcs, which is actually smart.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. yes,
1: but Mordor, Mordor orcs don't like the sun. That is fair. I wonder but if he there knows There are other that. things that will also be visible. True. Yeah, yeah, and Gollum may not even know that, because he is like them and doesn't like the sun. I enjoy I don't remember if it's this chapter or the next
0: chapter of when he calls the sun. It's the next chapter. The yellow face. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why I enjoy that so much. I just really like it. It's great. Um, So they sit to rest and uh, Frodo asks if Gollum is hungry. Uh, he says yes, but when offered some lumbus, he tastes it and probably spits it out. He also comments on how the leaves stink of the elf country and how when he climbed the trees in Lorien, he couldn't get the smell off his hands, which I found interesting because I don't know if that's meant to just be like he has a really strong sense of smell or... Kind of the idea of the evil twisting of, is there this actual physical distaste for elves? Well,
0: yeah, and even like, the elves of Lorien can't help him. I don't think anything can. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or or maybe he just doesn't like elves after they put him in prison.
1: I mean, who hasn't put him in prison? (laughs) Ouch. That's really true. He kind of even imprisoned himself for a while, right? Anyway. Meanwhile, Sam is munching contentedly since the lembas tastes all the better for Gollum's distaste. Uh, Gollum does look at them hungrily, though, and so Sam is really wary, and he tells Frodo to sleep while he keeps watch. Frodo then falls asleep instantly, as does Gollum. Sam checks that Gollum is actually asleep by both poking him and whispering, FISH! In his ear. <laughs> this
0: was so mean. That is so
1: I, mean. Like, so
0: son, oh, but i have a very bad opinion of sam for that
1: i mean <laughs> it was probably gonna work
0: <laughs> so i guess i mean on one hand i get it
1: Gollum is kind of a shit so it's cool and you don't really have any reason to trust him
0: no this is true this is very true i just we have any reasons to hate him yet though because it is mean. I, mean I don't think we do and it is before we get the the talk that Mm -hmm. sam overhears later so i think at this point sam was just being a bit of a jerk yep or taking the way that frodo's taking trusting him too far sam
2: takes not trusting him too far hey that's probably exactly what it's supposed to be the dichotomy of characters
0: yeah i suppose Mm -hmm. that's fair Mm -hmm. considering everything that's happening it just felt so not sam to me when i was reading it I
1: just thought it was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you did. But anyway, Sam then uh, goes and sits back down and accidentally falls asleep and wakes up like nine hours later cursing himself. Both he and Frodo are alive, though, which is good. And Gollum goes off to find some food. I'm so glad Gollum didn't eat them. (laughs) Again, would have been a much shorter book. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Sam uh, does talk to Frodo about the need for food both for Gollum and for them, and how little Lumbus there is left, uh, he estimates, perhaps enough for three weeks. And Frodo responds with a really depressing passage, but where he's getting that self-realization. He says, "'I don't know how long we shall take to to finish. Uh, "'We were miserably delayed in the hills, "'but Samwise Gamgee, my dear hobbit, "'indeed, Sam, my dearest hobbit, friend of friends, "'I do not think we need give thought "'to what comes after that.'" To do the job, as you put it. What hope is there that we ever shall? And if we do, who knows what will come of that? If the one goes into the fire and we are at hand. I ask you, Sam, are we ever likely to need bread again? I think not. If we can nurse our limbs to bring us to Mount Doom, that is all we can do. More than I can, I begin to feel.
0: That uh, exemplifies one of the reasons Frodo is my very favorite. That was so deep. In that, well, I really like how... He generally just doesn't have any hope, but still somehow keeps going.
1: Mm -hmm. That's why I like Frodo. Or one of the reasons. That's a good reason. So anyway, after that, Gollum returns, uh, looking like he's been eating worms or beetles. So there's something they can fall back on.
0: (laughs) Uh, That's how they'll get home, protein <laughs> worms and beetles.
1: Yep. Uh, but they all get on with it and walk more until they come to the end of the stream, and it's instead a bog. Uh, Frodo asks if they must cross the fens. Gollum says no, not if they want to reach the Dark Mountains and go to see him very quick. Uh, uh. <laughs> Which I like that Gollum, who I guess is really more Smeagol-ish at this point, has like a really funny sense of humor, too. <laughs> Sauron watches the northern way around the the marshes, so if they don't go through, they'll be caught very quickly. So, through the marshes they go, with the marching order of Gollum, then Sam, then Frodo. Gollum carefully picks their way through the marshes, which are cold and clammy with lots of dead grasses and rotting reeds. Uh, Day brings a bit of brightness and thinner mist, but it's still totally hidden from the sun. Uh, Even so, Gollum makes them stop during the day. And Sam notices how quiet it is and comments that there aren't even any birds. Uh, Gollum is sad about this, but it's because he wants to eat one.
0: This sounds like my favorite type of weather. Nope. Fog, <laughs> mist, chilled to the bone. Yes, nope. please. Can't really see
1: the sun. Mm, yeah. It stormed here today, and so it was not sunny in the morning, and i Uh, My energy just flagged the entire day. Mm. It's still summer here. (laughs) Gross. They go onward again at night, and after it gets dark, Sam begins noticing wisps of light appearing in the mist. Uh, Gollum calls them the Candles of Corpses, just in case you were still thinking of taking a vacation to the Dead Marshes. Weren't creepy enough already. Wasn't the name warning enough? (laughs) Dead Marshes, Candles of Corpses. I guess we're getting in the Halloween spirit. I would like to put a vacation home here.
0: <laughs> this is my type of thing.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. nope. I think please don't live in the Dead Marshes. I will never come visit you. That would be rough. Frodo uh, falls behind, so Sam goes back to find him. When he rushes to catch back up with Gollum, Sam trips and catches himself just above the surface where he sees dead faces in the water. Gollum laughs and is basically like, why did you think they were called the Dead Marshes? Uh. And... Frodo says that he's seen the dead faces, too, because he's busy leveling up his creepy game. <laughs> uh, and he he says, I saw them grim faces and evil and noble faces and sad, many faces proud and fair and weeds in the, their silver hair, but all foul, all rotting, all dead. A fell light is in them. I know not who they are, but I thought I saw there men and elves and orcs beside them. Uh, And Gollum says that, yes, it is the site of a great battle that took place before the Black Gates, but the marshes have since swallowed up the graves. And Sam comments on how that was an age and more ago and how, like, the dead can't really still be there. Uh, And obviously Sam has not learned about bog bodies because (sighs) things live forever in bogs.
0: I like that, um, like... All this shit with ghosts and stuff have already happened to them, but Sam is just like, the dead can't still be here. <laughs> right. He was kidnapped by a ghost.
1: Barrow-whites, fine. Dead bodies? Yeah. No.
0: No. Um, I like that about Sam, that he's cynical until the end.
1: Yep. Uh, Gollum doesn't really know how they're there, but he did try to reach them once, and it cannot be done. Uh, and Sam shudders at this because he's pretty sure Gollum tried to reach them for something to eat. I love this. this.
0: Sam is just like,
1: Gollum is trying to eat everything. <laughs> everything except the actual food they gave him, Gollum wants to eat it. And if he wants to eat everything, then he can't be that picky, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> and yet. Um,
1: and you're, you're so concerned that he's, like, starved, but also thinking he eats everything. <laughs> worms and bugs and, yeah. Gollum's fine. Dead,
0: dead Like, 5,000-year-old dead bodies, because this is, of course, the battle from the last time mm-hmm. Sauron
2: was defeated. Yep, over 5,000
1: years Which ago, makes you wonder, sure.
2: how are those bodies still there? I have questions. Bog bodies! I know, <laughs> but still,
1: Well, 5,000 is well. young.
2: <laughs> Bog
1: bodies are awesome.
0: Also, I assume that like with the candles and everything, there's something a little mystical going on there.
1: Yeah. Who is set up some, these candles?
2: Who?
0: There's Well, there's some Will-O-The-Wisp action happening. You know, the lights... Dragging you in or luring you into the incorrect direction mm-hmm. so that you fall into their trap. Yep. Go down and light little candles of your own ah. or whatever.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> so anyway, after this cheerful talk.
0: Uh, you mean Caitlyn's vacation After home. Caitlin's vacation <laughs> home, they continue. With the yep. candles, yep.
1: They continue onward more carefully. Uh, the hobbits even having to use their hands like Gollum at times. But at last, they come to firmer ground again. Gollum sniffs at the air and is troubled. Sam thinks it's just that they all smell, but no, Gollum is upset at something else, though he doesn't know what. Uh, Suddenly, they all hear a long wailing cry, high and thin and cruel. Uh, And the air stirs, and Gollum is frozen until the moon comes out which gladdens the hobbits, but panics Gollum into, you know, throwing himself at the ground. Uh, and then a black shadow cuts across the sky, a vast winged shape traveling westward. And they all fall down, and the shadow loops back above them before returning to Mordor. Dang. Wonder what it could be. Hmm.
2: It's a mystery. I have
0: a feeling it's a, it's a ring ray.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, Gollum won't be moved from the ground and in fact whales wraiths, wraiths on wings the precious is their master they see everything, everything nothing can hide from them curse the white face and they tell him everything he sees, he knows ah
0: I like that you didn't try it all until the end when you like super tried
1: yep, I can make the because it's just like phlegm You're not actually trying to make words that people can understand on a podcast. Gotcha. That's fair. And at this point, um, Gollum won't move again until the moon sets. But after... I enjoy
0: enjoy that he's just like, the moon is up, the wraiths are out. I'm just
1: going to lie here.
0: (laughs) We're not going to move.
1: Like, he's no more out in the open, like, like, or hidden. Moon up, (laughs) wraiths out. He is not forcibly removed from the... (laughs) <laughs>
0: Ground, <laughs> But he also doesn't want to move when the sun is up So they've got like a three hour window
1: <laughs> Yeah, so after this Sam senses a change in Gollum Who is more fawning and would be friendly But Sam catches strange looks in his eyes And he goes back more to speaking in his Gollum voice So now I'm forced to do the voice Forced um, Sam With quotes Forced <laughs> Sam is also worried about Frodo, who seems to be weary and look like he is carrying an ever-increasing load. Though most of this chapter is from Sam's perspective, we actually get a like paragraph glimpse inside Frodo's mind here, and the ring is beginning to feel like an actual weight around his neck, but he also feels the power of the eye, which is only barely kept from finding him yet. Meanwhile, Sam is so preoccupied with Frodo that he hardly notices the dark cloud over his own heart. I think and we have a bit more of that dichotomy of, you know, um, it's not necessarily how they feel about Gollum in this, but Frodo like so overcome by it and Sam like not even, you know, noticing it because he's busy worrying about Frodo mm-hmm. and, and sort of how the different weights affect them. Um, but when day comes, the mountains are no longer distant, but quite near. And after another day of travel, they come within a dozen miles of the foothills. Uh, Even in the dead marshes, there were some things that could grow, but in front of the gates, uh, absolutely nothing could live. It's full of gasping pools choked with ash and crawling mud, sickly white and gray, as if the mountains had vomited the filth of their entrails upon the lands about.
0: That's quite the sentence. Vomited the filth of their entrails upon the lands about.
1: For all, for all we talk about how like tolkien's language is so beautiful sometimes this is like it the same effect in the completely opposite direction yeah it's, it's a visceral description yeah um yeah you, you you get exactly what he's going for yeah it's not great and actually in the face of this lovely landscape even the hobbits find the Sun unfriendly this time because they're so exposed against this terrifying scene so they go find a place to hide but foul fumes choke them out of it until they instead come to a pit with ooze at the bottom cowering and hoping the eye won't notice them
0: because ooze is so much better than fumes Mm
1: -hmm. yay (laughs) frodo is taking watch and sam wakes up thinking that frodo called but it's not so because frodo fell asleep this time on his watch frodo (laughs) doing great guys I Gollum, don't know.
0: they're both hobbits,
1: right? Both <laughs> fell sleep on watch. Yep. Uh, Gollum is standing over Frodo, having a debate between Sméagol and Gollum. Uh, and Sméagol says that he promised to help the master. Well, Gollum says they promised to save the precious, not let him have it ever. Hmm. And why is Frodo taking it closer to him? Uh, and Sméagol says they promised to be good. And Gollum says so. Let's be good to ourselves. Uh, Smeagol replies right he'd
2: be good on the debate team
1: (laughs) right like just he can he can play devil's advocate like nobody's business (laughs) Smeagol replies that the precious holds the promise and Gollum replies that so then they should take it and hold it ourselves and then we shall be master gollum make the other hobbit the nasty suspicious hobbit make him crawl yes gollum that sounded like it hurt (laughs) (laughs) only slightly
2: I need more phlegm in my throat. Yep. If we're going to do Gollum voices, a Gollum off, dare I say.
1: (laughs) Smeagol doesn't want to hurt Frodo, but Gollum counters that he's still a Baggins, and it was a Baggins that stole the ring in the first place. Uh, And Smeagol then says that he will know, Uh, Gollum comments, that he already knows because they promised on the ring, but if they take it, they can escape from him and maybe become strong. Lord Smeagol, Gollum the Great, and have fish three times a day
0: you can really tell that Gollum came from hobbits
1: right <laughs> His great the food, <laughs> get that yeah. fresh fish
0: i do like i wish they'd kept it in the movie that he's kind of just well i can see why they took it out of the movie but angry at baggins in general mm-hmm. right but as they didn't as the hobbit was made after lord of the rings i can see why they took it out of the movie but i like that bit yeah
1: yeah, and I also I liked I found it interesting the bit about he already knows from them promising on the ring, and we don't really know if that's actually true or not, but I think promising on the ring was still probably not a very good idea. Mm-hmm. And we'll get a little bit more on that next chapter. Yes. Gollum just really wants the dream that's basically me on vacation when I can just eat only things that are freshly caught on boats. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> the dream when you're that on is vacation.
0: Me. <laughs> You're that's on vacation what I heard first. Do you call yourself Gollum the Great and have fish three times a day? <laughs> I mean She will I now. Will now. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say.
2: If you do come to visit me, that's what we'll have to do. Alright. you like perfect. You took a breath there. You were like the dream that is me
1: on vacation in <laughs> <laughs> the moment of just like, what? I dream of being <laughs> Gollum the Great. <laughs> Yeah, the dream that is
0: me sounds like somebody's presidential speech.
1: <laughs> All shall love me and despair. Yes. yes. And eat lots of fish. I'd vote for Galadriel. I'd vote for Rachel. <laughs> Rachel, can't be worse than what we have now. <laughs>
2: fish and subjugation.
1: Sold. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: I can't vote for you. I'm so sorry.
1: That's that's Okay. Because of the international
0: thing, not not because I wouldn't. Not on principle. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's all right. Uh, I'll just make dead people in Chicago vote for me. Mm, Sounds good. Or the dead marshes. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, Smeagol then says that it is still two to one, um, since two personalities are not two fighting bodies. Mm. Uh, So the hobbits would win in a fight. And Gollum then comments that a mysterious she might help. Uh, More on that later.
0: I wonder who that could be.
1: I don't know, Um. guys. (laughs) No idea. Um.
0: I wonder if he's referring to her gender or like just that's what he calls her. Short form of her name. Ah. Uh, I didn't even get there. (laughs) They're just just that good of friends. (laughs) Sorry, that's hilarious to me. Carry on. Ignore me. (laughs)
1: Um. Anyway, so as Sam watches this, he finally realizes that hunger isn't the most dangerous thing about Gollum, but rather the call of the ring. I love that. Oh, Sam.
0: This is Maybe what Maybe I shouldn't be worried that he's going to eat us. I should be worried that he's going to steal the ring and slit our throats. Like <laughs> the actual problem that might happen. Yep.
1: <laughs> Jesus.
0: I do love Sam as much as Frodo is my favorite. I do love Sam.
1: I love him so much. Bless you, Sam. Um, But Sam does figure out that he is the Dark Lord, but isn't sure who she is. Um, He knows he can't reveal he overheard yet, though, so he makes a slow sound of waking up. And Sam is thinking that they really should part ways with Gollum, but at this point he realizes that Gollum may be even more dangerous cut loose as kept with them where they can watch him. That's just, that never works out.
2: Come on, Frodo. No movie has that ever worked out.
0: But also, like, I, I don't understand the thinking they'll just turn Gollum away. Goodbye. Yeah. And Gollum, what, actually leaves? No. Yeah.
1: That's not going to happen. <laughs> um, I mean, Sam does just think, like, uh, I wish he was dead. So
0: that's true. Cutthroat Sam might just, well, cut his throat. So. Yep.
1: But Sam wakes Frodo, who uh, actually feels refreshed, for he had a fair vision uh, visit him in his dreams, though he doesn't remember what it was. And, it, I like, it's been a long time since we had a you know, sort of Frodo vision, and I think it, you know, getting a little bit of a visitation from a probably elf tangential character. I would have liked to have seen what it was, but yeah, everything but was, is from
0: Sam's point of view in
1: this mm-hmm. chapter, not Frodo. It's fine. Anyway, nice that after he had, you know, his moment of, like, I don't think there is going to be a return journey, having at least a little bit of something to come comfort him and... Keep him on trucking, and so with this rush of confidence, Frodo asks Gollum to lead him to the Black Gate. Uh, and as they begin to leave, they feel the same fear in the air as when they left the marshes. They cower, but don't see anything. Though they eventually feel the menace pass westward, westward, uh, and then a couple hours later, after midnight, they feel it again, but even more remote, uh, rushing with great speed westward. Uh, Gollum is convinced that he knows they are coming, and so they're being hunted. Because three times is a threat. And I think this is interesting because we know that they're heading westward because of what's been going on at Isengard.
0: Only two go westward, though, that we're no, we know of. So one of them is out hunting.
1: I think the, the first one was like a scout. Right? Yeah. And then the second one goes west. And then I think just after that is like when, right, because they, one, had gone already And then they hear the other one come right after. Mm -hmm. I guess how it went, right? They're like, oh, we don't have as much time as we thought we did. Uh, Ride, ride like the wind, Shadowfax. (laughs) Um, But anyway, Gollum is convinced that, yeah, it's them being actively hunted. uh, And any pleading won't convince him to go onward. uh, And actually, Gollum only gets up after Frodo commands him and lays a hand on his sword hilt, which is an interesting first little bit of frodo wielding power over someone
0: i do feel like book two frodo is so very different from movie Two frodo
1: yeah it's all like frodo just like slowly descending into suffering and
0: mm-hmm. well i feel like movie Two frodo was a lot of him just
1: blindly trusting gollum yeah more on that next chapter <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and so they walk onward toward the gate mm, that's that to mordor yeah, it's gonna be full of happy fun times, right? Yep, yep. It's my second favorite vacation place, with its ooze and vomiting of entrails. See,
0: no, I'm not into that. I'm totally <laughs> into the like general creepiness of the dead marshes. You know, that isn't really directed at anyone in particular, but is just sort of there. You know, like they say, even the orcs don't don't go through it; they go around. Mm-hmm. So it's it's an impartial creepiness. But this, like,
1: vomiting out of crappy landscape? No, I'm not into that shit. That's all. And on that note, (laughs) uh, anyone have anything they want to
0: talk about? I do find it interesting that in most of book one, when we got chapters about hobbits, they were from Frodo's point of view. But then all of this was from Sam's point of view, almost. Mm -hmm. So it's really the first time that we've gotten a good look into what Sam is thinking. And mostly he's thinking about cannibalism.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which the is, dark side of
2: Sam. Yeah,
0: which is really interesting.
2: I'm now picturing Anyone? Sam as some sort of like dark lord. The dark side of Sam.
0: I mean, that would be interesting. If we had, if we had to have a dark lord,
1: <laughs> at least this one would. You cook. know, that would. He'd grow lots of stuff.
0: <laughs> the dark lord of plants.
1: <laughs> I mean, he could hang out with Dark Lord Tom Bombadil and mm-hmm. uh, Fangorn.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, that beard. would. Sam, Tom Bombadil, and Treebeard. That would be a good set of people to be subjugated under. Yeah. If That's we a couldn't good, have it's Rachel. A good evil oligarchy. Yeah. I like it. There'd be, we wouldn't... We would still have lots of bees. is what I'm saying. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, bees. We would probably not be running out of oxygen. Be running out of oxygen. Our independence
0: might be in danger, but not our trees. The trees deserve it more than us anyway. I mean, do they... They lost the wives. This a... is a good point. Oh, oh, the sentient trees. Yes, absolutely. Sorry, I thought we meant the non-sentient trees. We're just bulking was like, them together I... now. That's a bit of a uh, exaggeration. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
1: I mean, Yavanna would be happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, probably. I think Yavanna likes the elves. Oh, Maybe fair. not humans or golem. I don't know how she <laughs> feels about hobbits. Hobbits she might like because they like to plant and grow things. Mm-hmm. Mostly in a farming way, though, and I don't know how Yvonne would feel about farming. Like, I don't know how she would feel yeah. about plowing and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff.
1: I think they do it pretty sustainably, though. So,
0: I mean, plowing of any kind, though, is the first step on the road to unsustain- evil overlordship. <laughs> unsustainable <laughs> farming. I don't know. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't know where I was going with that. So, <laughs> moving
1: on. Um. Yeah. Homework for next week uh, is the
0: next chapter. Chapter but- three.
1: Book four, the chapter three. The black gate is
0: the closed. gate of blackness.
1: It's closed. It closed is. is the gate that is black.
0: Which is you know, the mu- I, I feel like they named either the like D V D chapter or a song that goes there that the black gate is closed. Mm-hmm. But in the movie it totally opens.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh it's it's the not closed gate. It's the not
0: closed gate, but you still you still called it mm-hmm. The closed gate.
1: No, I love that. Yeah, all all of the either chapter titles or songs or things that are usually from chapters in the book. And sometimes you look at them and you're like, this, like, you just cut this out of the movie, but the name's still here, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like the homages also. Just this one in particular makes zero sense. Mm hmm. If you want to support the show in a monetary way, you can check us out at patreon.com slash so you want to read Tolkien. If you want to support the show in a non-monetary way, we welcome any reviews or ratings or subscriptions on your podcast listening application of choice. That is not the word I normally use. Oh well, moving on. If you want to contact
1: us, you can
0: at Twitter. We on- have a
1: website. It's youwantoradolkien.com and it has all of our social media linked on it. You can find all of our variations on shortening our name, which we've had to do in certain platforms because they're lame and have shortness rules. Character limits. I've been Rachel. I've been Caitlin. I've been Emmy. See you next week. Bye!